You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Yes. Yo, picture me rolling. Back at it after a, a little three-week hiatus. Um, Three weeks. We got the homie, the homie P-Funk in. We've been trying to get him in for a couple weeks, too. Yeah, yeah we've been yeah. off for a while. Thanks, thanks for coming in today, dog. We oh, man, good it. looking out, man. I'm, I'm glad to finally be here with you guys. About to smoke. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I wasn't sure. We were, I was out there smoking, and before I got in, I was like, I'm not sure if you could smoke in there. Nah, definitely. That's not, that The beauty of Haze Radio is that you can uh, you can smoke freely, and it's hella, hella hazy. And Get hazy. Yeah, that's right. I'm with it. Um, yo, thanks for coming down. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, big ups, bro. Yeah. What up, D? What's good? What's new? Man, I'm just DJ. tripping on this. This the, You got to say the name of it, man. The resin on I haven't, your hands. I haven't named it yet, so I don't want to say incredible. the name of it, but it's... Uh, it's Grease Monkey Cross of Runts. It is incredible. It's I've been fire. chasing like new Terp profiles since everything's kind of been kind of blandish yeah, lately to yeah, me. Yeah. A lot of the Sherbert Gelato lines and the way things are going are kind of kind of off and I don't really like them. Okay. And even a lot of the Runts crosses I'm not the biggest fan of because we've ran like all of them. Um, but uh, this is the first run of this Grease Monkey Cross of Runts and it's, it's different. It's got like a really nice taste to and it. And wasn't Runts like the biggest strain this year? Mm-hmm. It was, right? 100% yeah, the right? biggest strain, yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, we popped a grip of Runts pack, so we have like Runts everything right nice, now. Nice, nice. Yeah. Mixing it with everything, trying it out with everything. Yeah, I mean, you know how they, the hype follows, the seed lines follow the hype, so if a strain hits, then that's what they cross yep. everything with and that's yep. the way it goes, Yeah. You know? True that. But um, but this is the first one that I've really really enjoyed. We we had like eight different phenos of like Runs S one that was cool, but but everything was like kind of just like whatever. There we got an apple apple fritter Runs that's nice. fire and a gelato forty one Runs that's fire too. Sick. Call Sick. that Runs forty one. Yeah, there's a lot of that new shit coming. Man, it's it's it smokes as fast as it comes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> This one's special though. I hope I hope you guys like it. I haven't smoked it in a blunt, so we'll see how it is. All right, all right. Do you like smoking in blunts or mostly just papers? I smoke papers normally because uh, I was a cigarette smoker for years, and and uh, can't fuck with that tobacco no more. Huh? You know, it's weird. Like I, I I prefer like I prefer my weed and tobacco separately. Okay. Yeah. But I but do no more smoke. tobacco though, right? No, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Yeah. But uh, I do smoke blunts here and there. Yeah, they, they hurt my third throat a little bit if I if I like just. Yeah, you know. I don't really fuck with blunts either too yeah. much. I, I usually do I the hemp wraps. I feel it in the morning when I wake oh, up. Me you know too. what I'm saying? And smoking the, the wood yeah. or something. Oh, but man. I do enjoy it. You know? Yeah, man. The first, it's, it's a little nice. head change. A little head change. This, mm-hmm. is, this is very very flavorful. D trick. That hat is sick. D trick. It is right. Monk yeah. did his thing on this one. I, I want one of those. That's. I know they got all types of new gear. They got a. They got a. They got a Soul Assassin New Era starter that I just saw him post like an hour ago. That's super sick, bro. Nice. Yeah, they got some oh, cool wow. merch coming. Oh, wow. Yeah, this one's special, bro. It's oh, going to be nice. around for a little while. Oh, yeah. And it's got like a nice greenish pink color to it, too. It's different. I like, I like, I'm trying to find things that All are All right, different. what's the other one you brought? The other thing I brought is Sherblato. Um, and, uh, Sherblato. I yeah, like the name of that. A friend of ours <laughs> um, created that. Oh, that's a hitter. And uh, it's it's really fire, too, bro. People really Set love the Sherblato. And it's new. Now I'm good. I got a joint. Oh, you are? Yeah. Are, are you smoking the same thing? Yeah, I'm smoking the same thing. In the oh, joint. okay. Yeah, just in the joint. But the Sherblato is uh, it's different than everybody else's Sherb Gelato crosses. It's really it's really fire, bro. It's one of our, our strains that people really like, one of our new things. But uh, Nice. This is different. I liked it more, actually. I like I the way smoking. that tastes, man. That tastes really different. good. This yeah. tastes good, doesn't it? It tastes really good. Hey, this is nice deserving. This is deserving of a squints bag. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of shit coming, bro. I got, like, That's trays and trays and trays of new shit. Yeah. I got so much new shit that, like, you know, we've been popping seeds like crazy. And that shit's tough because... Hey, Zach would love this. Hmm? Zach would love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a big wood smoker. This shit smells good. That's why I want you to taste it. Well, he'll see it in, like, six months. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zach Woods, man. Love yeah. that brother. Yeah, that was like eight plants in a room. So, nice. like I said, we run like small amounts of everything to see how they're yep. going to run if yeah. they need production and then yep. we'll keep, you Since know, it gets hype, that's the one to run with. Yeah, and then we'll just we'll run a row of it and see if we can sell it. And then yeah. if we can sell it, we'll continue with it, you know? Yeah. But it's tough because it takes a long time. Hey, to get that's that Zaza. That shit is fire, dog. It's exotic. It really is. <laughs> really nah, good. for real. It's exotic, exotic. You know? I got to work on that Zaza. That's that. That's it right there. Oh yeah, that's it right there. I like it. All flavor in that blunt right there. No, no doubt. 
You can taste all the you flavor. You can barely taste the tobacco. Right? That's right. <laughs> that's rare. That's when it, that's when it's good. That is when it's good because the only other thing you really get like that is real OG. Yeah. Ah, I'm not even an OG fan anymore. No, dog. I mean where you could taste I've the changed, weed over I've the blunt. I've changed my ways. I'm saying where you could taste the weed over the blunt. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. most of the time the blunt hides the weed taste. I, I, I never thought it would happen, but in the last in the last few years that, you know, the cookies wave was okay and kind of opened our eyes in L.A. to other varieties. Right. And then now in the last year or so with, like, all of the breeders that are breeding and all the new stuff, mm-hmm. it's gotten to a point now where, like, I always thought that I would just go back to OG and go back to OG. But at this right. point, like, I smoke it here and there when somebody gives me one that's super fire. We don't grow it anymore even, but when somebody gives me something that's super fire— I smoke it, but I don't really go back to it. Right. There's so much new shit, and, like, it's ever-changing so fast really now is. that I'm just, like, I'm on to the next shit constantly. Do you have a preference, just, man? After all these years, I still just pre- prefer smoking indica. Yeah, I, I definitely smoke. Yeah, I want something strong. More indicas mm. over sativas? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's really an L.A. thing, though, for real. Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, because, yeah, you know why? The indica, all the huh? sativas came from uh, Oakland area. Uh, you know, the cookies and all that kind of stuff, you know, all these crosses, these gelatos, these flavors and all that. I don't know, Those man. Those are all indicas, bro. Going back, taking it way back to Sacktown era, like, all the Jamaican all cats, indicas. everyone was Purples. all indica, the perps, man. Perps is big gorilla perps. Yeah. It was all about the deep purples. No, so. no, nah, nah, I, I, I fucked up. I didn't mean to say sativas. I meant to say indicas. Uh, yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the, you know, sativas, like, look at New York. New York loves hazes. That's what New I mean. New York loves diesels. New yeah, York yeah, loves yeah. diesels and all. New yeah. York kind of loves trash weed. Man, that's I remember going back to the day when all it was <laughs> well, was trash, trash that's weed. That's not trash weed. No, but though, back God. in the day, that's all they smoked was trash weed. That's well, how that's all Blunts they could get. even started. Yeah, yeah back that's then, all that's they all could they get. get back then. That's how Blunts did start. It was really crazy, the weed man. Was trash. We used to be out there back in those days, yeah. man. I remember one time we we spent some, like, you know, we spent a little something. I don't know, like maybe 50 bucks. And the homeboy came back with, it was wrapped in some fucking foil, like in Mexico. You know, Straight like up. I'm talking like Mexico back in the day. Yeah. And, and I, this was, I mean, this was a while ago at New York. But I'm yeah. saying like, oh, I wanted to fight the dude so bad. We was in fucking Jersey City Heights. And oh, man, it was. Yeah, back then it was hard to get good weed, man. Right, They right, got right. good weed now. How did you used to travel when you used to be on shows back then, traveling with weed? Because I'm going to tell you one of my stories on how I used to travel. Me? Yeah, but how did you used to travel <laughs> with weed? Man, come on, man. It's cellophane sacks up under the nuts. That really? That's how you, and you would just carry it on the plane? And people yeah. were wondering And then why, I was flying. Why oh, oh, so oh. I was shipping. Okay, yeah, yeah, in advance, yeah, yeah. I, I learned how to do that later, but um, yeah, but way back, way it. back when, when it was hard to, you know, and it was scary to. I mean, I guess after September 11th, I'm saying because before September 11th, you carry anything on the fucking plane. No, and they it didn't were matter. Yeah, I just sealed it up and put it in my bag. So check this out. This was kind of one of the ways that I used to fucking fly my weed from one coast to the next. I used to roll it in fucking, you know, a baggie. Put tape all all around it, and then put it like in a lotion bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, lotion. Yeah, and then I'd have to shampoo. take it out the lotion bottle, wipe it all down. You yep. know, cut it soft. You know, but the crazy thing is, man, you would still have that little bit of lotion, lotion scent. Yeah. Yes, on your on shit. On your shit. But, but you were still smoking good weed, but it was just a little lotion See, that's because how you was wrapping yours up. See, I, and then I later, was rolling it in the sandwich bag and then right, right. putting Vaseline on it and rolling right. it again and putting the parchment paper and then putting it in another bag and rolling yeah, it. Yeah, I too. And then you go, yeah, like, why are you doing all that extra? I'm like, I want my shit to still and smell yes. like weed. And then, yeah, they still the, like weed then they invented the vac sealer. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Well, you, you know, and even though the vac sealer was around, what I would do is um, I would uh, roll... I would roll like all my weed, like a quarter of weed, into blunts, like yes, and cigars, package them and put them right, right back, back in, in the, the blunt, in the blunt package. package yeah, light it in up, the seal it. Yes. Yeah, and the Dutchies and, and the stuff. Ba- I yes, used to put them right back in that's there. What, it make it seem like that's what was in yeah. there. You know, two fat yeah. ass cigars. You know, it was like you know an ounce of weed. You know, and I wish I'd have known about down. backwoods then because when Chase and Strongarm stayed, all them shy and all them, yeah. you know, all those dudes, all they ever smoked, it was just woods, woods, woods. woods. Yeah. So when they turned me on the woods, it's way easier to roll a wood. Up and drop them back into the bag and seal it up. You yeah. can't smell shit. Yeah, it's crazy now, man. I mean, now you could just carry it. It says you could just carry it. I, I don't ever just carry it <laughs> on the plane. Or, I do. Or, and I know a lot, some people do and they're comfortable with it, and but if I'm you're just not. The limits, like the limits yeah, of the yeah, thing, yeah, you could you do can it. You put it in your checked luggage, no problem. And that, it's not a problem. Yeah. The minute I see a fucking dog at the airport, I'm like, 
Yeah, no, I feel so I got a road stick. I got anything on me. It's <laughs> fucking dogs yeah, that fucking smell me first. I already know. I already know. You know? <laughs> but yeah. It's that No, nah, you know what scared me is when they changed it when you walk through like the little tunnel shit. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like an x ray machine and everything. You can see everything yeah, on you. Yeah, when you have to go like That's this. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, man, I ain't hiding oh, shit no more. Yeah, I didn't even want to go through that. Hey, what is that strange? Yeah, I didn't even want to go through that thing. I didn't know what they were scanning me with, you know? Yeah, nobody, <laughs> no, nobody knows. I know. That's when I started shipping. Right. Yeah, no, it's easier to do that. Yeah. I remember one time we shipped. Uh, we were, I was traveling a lot um, during my time working with this brand from 2008 to just last year. And we we were traveling mad, mad like, through the years. And um, we had shipped a package to Virginia, and when we showed up at the hotel, the lobby smelled like weed, and we're like, what the fuck? And I'm like looking at my boy. He didn't tell me that he had shipped something. I I, I was telling him, like, man, I hope you ship something. So when we got there, because we were traveling in other states and everything, too, so by the time we made it to Virginia, the package was there, and the lady was looking at it. She's like, oh, we were wondering who was going to show up. And it was the reason why it smelled was because it had ripped open or someone had ripped it open or something, but um, it... Fucking reeked the whole hotel lobby, and it was a good thing. It was like a boutique hotel; it wasn't like no Hilton so, or nothing. Did they you know? give you your shit though? They gave us a box. Ah! Yeah, the lady was mad cool. We hooked her up. We, we, were, she we was, were she working was with, with the blood wrap. She, she was, was like, like, "I'm getting a reward." You know, she said she didn't smoke, but her daughter did. So we, we were working with the blood wrap company at the time. We hooked her up. You know, like boxes of blunts because we were just happy to have our shit. You know, that's dope. Yeah. And we only stayed at that hotel for a day, and then we ended up staying at this hotel right on the beach, big old fucking balcony, everything. Uh, Myrtle Beach, you ever been to yeah, Myrtle Beach? Yeah. Uh, or I'm sorry, at the time that was Virginia. We were in Virginia Beach, and um, we ended up getting a $400 fine for smoking in the room. And we were in a big old, you know those hotels, you're not supposed yeah. to smoke in the room, you get fined if you smoke. And we were all making sure we were going to leave nothing, nothing, not a trace of having smoked nothing. And we went through every room, everything, cleaned everything up, and they ended up finding a half of a blunt on the balcony. We forgot the <laughs> oh, yeah. blunt on the balcony. They be doing that shit. Yeah, so we they had hit, They hit me just for rolling weed up in the room. They always know, too. You know, um, one time, real talk, we did not smoke in the room. We just rolled the blunts I in the room. I rolled in the room. Yeah. I get hit with the smoking fee every time. They tried to give me a fee. I fucking fought that shit. I was like, no, we worked for a blunt route company. We were going through the product. Because <laughs> honestly, we did not smoke in the room. I swear on everything. Yeah. We just, uh, we, we didn't no, smoke. No, the shit just says. But it because don't say they found blunt it wraps, it. But because they found wraps in the room, because we did roll the wrap. We, we did the roll our, says, our, our blunts The rule in there, just says no smoking. Yeah, so they gave me my they, for that room. They I did get my fucking four hundred dollars back, but I hate that shit. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> that's whack. How did you get into uh? How did you get into working with brands and uh, you know doing marketing and that type of stuff? Man, you know, um, way. <laughs> I can't. How far you want to go back to when I first realized this is what I wanted to do? Um, well, it goes. It goes back to. Did to, you transition from the radio into into brand? No, work? you know, it was always marketing what I wanted to do. It, really? it was marketing what I first went to school for, and it was marketing what I uh, what I had aspired to become. Even though I really didn't know what it was, I, I was all the words were 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 making me interested. And um, what, even before getting on in radio here in LA, I um, I did internships, and uh, I knew I wanted to work in the music industry. And this is back in the 90s, you know, mm -hmm. back in the early 90s. So getting an internship, going to college, and I went here to Valley College, you know, after going to many other college, city colleges. Yeah. Uh, and I was getting my um, my credits and making my way towards getting a, a, an AA for, through City College um, in marketing and communications. And um, at that time, you know, a lot of people would do uh, internships. So I already had an internship at Capitol Records nice. uh, during the Beastie Boys um, check. A what you what you what you want? Yeah, that that song time. that 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 it was on Capitol, and I I was I did a six month internship there, and that was wild. That was, that was cool, but it was, it was always marketing. I was I was I was destined to get a marketing job at a label. That's how I actually got into radio because my second internship was at uh, BMG Zoo Entertainment. That was back when Tongue Twister was brand new. Yeah, you know, he's twisted now. Back when, but, back when it was tongue twisted. Yep, and just before he was the he was on before they the did do or die or Guinness Book of World Records for fastest rapper. Yeah, he, he got that that acknowledgement. But anyways, I was interning there. I interned there for six months, and so 
it was getting ready to be like my last and final internship and i was like well fuck you know they had a posting at the on the wall and it was like um they had other record labels because at the time if you went to valley college you could get an internship at a label that was kind of not normal but if you were going for that it was there it was available because right here is hollywood yeah and so um i was like man let me just try to get this internship at a at a radio station because i'll meet all the labels of course you will and then hopefully one of them will pick Pick me up you know smart and part of being an intern is you're going you're working but you don't get paid yeah <laughs> you know and the zoo the bmg one um the bmg building was right there on sunset at the time and yeah and i used to go there every monday wednesday and friday and i was actually working full-time at that time working for uh, an animation studio uh film roman that used to do the simpsons and bobby's world and garfield and all the big co- cartoons at that time uh-huh and um, so I was working there, and, and, and my big my mentor, he was my boss at the time, he used to let me go do my internship. That's dope. During um, work hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings from 8 to 12. And uh, I would go, man, for six months, and that's what you're doing. You're there doing an the internship. And so that led me to doing radio and um, getting on there. It was just supposed to be an internship, and it turned to me being on the radio and working there from 93 to 99, interviewing what became some of the biggest hip-hop stars ever. Yeah, let's know? talk about that for a minute. Um, so, you know, D was telling me you interviewed Tupac. Yeah. Uh, I always They always ask me if I could... Twice. If, twice. That's crazy. <laughs> they always ask me if I could smoke with anybody, who would it be? And I don't know why Pac, Pac popped in my mind the first time I got asked that question, but he did, and I, yeah. and I feel like it would be dope. And there is that, that photo of him like with Snoop Dogg sleep in the background with Pac with a blunt in his hand still just chilling, so I feel like he could smoke, you know? I actually have the picture, too. Someone Do you? Just, yeah. But go ahead. I, 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 uh, I want to show you that while I tell you Yeah. whatever you're going to ask me. Um, no, nah, but I just wanted to know what, what was Pac like Well, in your experience? In my experience, um, I want to find that picture too while I'm telling you that. Is this like, Are you good, is this like Pac just got out of jail Pac Me? or is this Pac? No, this, this is, is Pac, Death Row Pac. Um, this is Pac. Uh, look at, look at, check it out. Or this like is, Digital Underground Pac. Damn it, I want to show you the actual, there's like, there's that one right there and then there's mm. that one. Just look at them both. I guess um, if you want to talk about a time, because you can check out that interview. It's on YouTube. Uh, Tupac interviewed by P-Funk from 90.3 The Beat. So you can check out that interview. And th- that interview just kind of happened. You know, back then when I used to be on the radio, I used to do my thing as far as go out and do live. Uh, you know, we were the morning show and there was five of us. I was the baby of the bunch at the time. So it was John Lennon in the house party. John Lennon, Shirley Strawberry, our news guy, our our, um, our sports guy, and, and myself, the, the younger guy, the, the one always getting into the mix, the one always knowing what was up. Because back then we used to be at all the parties and yeah, everything, everything, every, every, I mean, every other day. You know, and then Jamaica House was every Wednesday. And I don't know if you used to go back to all those yeah. joints yeah, back man, when yeah, everybody. Oh, come on, man. Everything used to go down back then. I mean, every day was something. Every day. But no matter what, I used to have to be on the radio every morning at 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, you know? Yeah. And I used to be at some of the biggest parties ever till 3, 4 in the morning. And then the, the time that I had Biggie with me, we were at, he performed at Jamaica House. He was up till, I, I, he had to be at my show. He had to be, he had to meet me in um, Culver City, and it was like 9 a.m. in the morning. You know, I think he had just went to bed at like seven. You know, they had just <laughs> finished partying. Mike Avery at the time, shout out Mike Avery. He was working with Arista. But anyways, um, with Pac, you know, it was a, it was a time. Uh, it was a, it was uh, February 96. He, he passed away. He was shot in September 96. So it was just months before he was shot. But it was uh, just weeks after his double album had just came out. Yeah, game and uh, it just dropped game changer. I mean, it, it, it was a game. It, I mean, looking back at it, it, it became a game changer. But at that time, it was just like some new shit. Everything was blowing up. West Coast was popping. You know, there was a lot yeah. of big fucking records on the radio. It was ninety two point three the beat in Los Angeles and Hot ninety seven in New York. Mm-hmm. You had KMEL in the Bay Area, but not really too many other urban radio stations bumping Pog and and. Um, Snoop and and Biggie and all of them back at that time, man. I mean, on 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 commercial radio, you know what I'm saying? That was new. All all that was popping, but they were. But Pac had just dropped that that double that double album. That was new. 
people weren't dropping double albums like no. that, you know, and he had all them songs and Ain't Nothing But a Gangster Party was the single. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was there was drama because Snoop was leaving Death Row. Yeah. And there was just it was a it was a, a prominent moment in time. And what's dope about that picture right there was in ninety four. Um, two years before I interviewed Pac on that quick spare of the moment on the street thing. But um, that picture was in 94 at a death row after party before he was ever on death row. That was when he was on Interscope Records and I Get Around was, mm -hmm. was on the radio at that yeah. time. So that was 94. Now, skirt back all the way to 96 after he had just got out of jail. Death row signed him. He, 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 he had that double album. So when I met him, man, it was just, it was, it was like meeting the homie, you know, back then it was all, um, it, it was business, but it was, it was real shit too. You know, you, it was like, I already knew Pog. It was like, he already knew me, you know, and uh, it, the, none of that was scheduled. You know, if you hear my interview with him, it was spare the moment. Um, and I actually did get in the limo with him. He had pulled up. I was doing my live call-ins that morning from the convention center. It was eight, it was 10 o'clock in the morning where I was about to close out my my live from the convention center getting ready for the Grammys that evening you yeah. know so in radio you could, especially at that time everyone was tuned into radio you didn't have yeah, was social media you didn't no. have uh, radio back then was everything Twitter Instagram All Facebook it. everything it was it was everything back then so every everyone tuned into radio for everything back then so at that time um everyone was uh tuned in it was the Grammys and even though the Grammys it was early in the morning and it was the day of the Grammys and nothing was really going to be popping until later. You, with radio, you could paint a picture. And me and Pac painted a good picture. He was promoting his record, so he knew what he was doing. And I got Pac as my last and final call-in for that spare-of-the-moment day of the Grammys, which for me now turned out to be one of my most prominent, legendary interviews in my six years of, you know, doing interviews and, and, and doing live uh, radio remotes and live interviews um, on that prominent time, spl uh, time slot in the, in, at night's point through the beat, you know, here in L.A. Yeah, I've always been a big Pac fan. That's, that's amazing. And it's incredible that you got to share that moment. Um, yeah. yeah you really but, oh, but this is what I wanted to say. Uh, my bad. Uh, I, I just didn't want to no, leave no, this no. out. You're good. So that night, you know, Pac, um, Pac was actually nominated for album of the year and when i was making he says something in the interview where he says oh and, and what's up with voting old dirty bastard you're supposed to vote for the home team because uh, i was giving it up for old dirty bastard having because remember this is the first time like the rap Real category rap. Real, even yeah. um existed at the grammys yeah you know this is like the first year that rap was a category the rap album or something like that but anyways um or album of the year uh, rap category and so um, I didn't announce him because he was on the next page and I just that that, that was I didn't but I still went and voted for Pac that year I, I really was giving it up for old dirty bastard real talk that year real talk but um that night Pac performed that night Death Row Records had a big party and you know back then the Grammy parties were exclusive and you know and 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 you had to be you just had to be able to get in where you fit in so yeah we used to be able to go to those Grammy parties um but I I had to be at that death row party and for sure I got access I used to get a lot of the shout out Suge Knight and everybody that was at death row back then because I used to have mad love there and um, I went to that party and oh man there's so many things to say first of all Pac performed his whole All Eyes on Me album that night at he that party he performed his whole album the whole All Eyes <laughs> on Me album That's from beginning bro. to end. At That's that incredible. party. And he ended with Ain't Nothing But a Gangster Party with him and Snoop. And you could just feel the division. All of Snoop, the all, room, the, huh? all, the, all the blue was on the left side and all the, the red was on the right side on the stage. And they was doing Ain't Nothing But a Gangster Party and just hear that song. And imagine and them performing the on stage. The, the heat because Snoop was leaving death row. Like literally a week after that party, I think Snoop was no more death row. So that at that party, you could see the and feel the tension. Nothing jumped off, but you could feel it was yeah. about to. It was yeah. about to. But yeah, that and, and, and there's footage of that party. You you could see it on the, um, there's like barely one or two videos on YouTube, but Pac performed at that party. That's incredible. Yeah, his whole fucking album. You got the golden era of hip hop, really. You know what I mean? Man, I in, got... in my, my opinion, you got to, to 
you know, meet and rub shoulders and experience like like that show. You know, I was a little bit uh, a little bit younger at the time, so it's a little bit uh, I couldn't be out and about at the clubs at that time, so I kind of missed that moment. The music oh, is man. there for me and like the nostalgia of the time in L.A., you know what I mean? That's like what shaped my my life, so to speak. But yeah. to experience it firsthand and be able to be in that position, is that's legendary, you know? Yeah, what's most uh, dope about that is uh, I have a lot of content from that time because I used to be the dude carrying this camera. I just kind of came from that school. My mom used to always take mad pictures, bring uh, the little 110. <laughs> yeah. And we have mad pictures of, of growing up. But um, once I got into doing radio, I always carried this 35 millimeter and it was like this fucking big, you know? It was like, yeah. No, you had like, like a camera. A, an instant, you know, it was a 35 millimeter yeah. though, you know? So, um, and, and even early on when I was a teenager, I used to work in Target and I worked in the electronics department and I used to always mad still the film and cameras. So I always had this access to cameras. That was that was funny, but anyways. Uh, so at, when I got onto radio later, and I would I would just ha take mad pictures, and so I have a lot of pictures from these times. That's amazing, you know. And like that picture I just showed you uh, from that '94 party. Yeah. Uh, one of my mentors and, and the guy that I told you used to be my boss at the animation studio and used to let me go do my uh, internship. He he was getting into photo photography barely at that time. You know, tw tw twenty something almost. 30 years later, he's got his, you know, wife, three kids, and has had a photography studio, shout out Film Room and Studio, and for like 20 years, you know? That's crazy. But early at that time, he'd be like, hey, man, just let me, uh, hey, I'm going to let you go do your internship, but whenever you could get me in to be a photographer. So at that death row party, I invited him to be the photographer, and um, he came and shot a gang of pictures that night. So he got so, some gems, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually sold two of those pictures to MTV when they did that Tupac documentary. Yeah. And um, he got paid. Uh, for both pictures, he got a good check thanks to me, because I'm the one that told him they were looking for pictures yeah. of Tupac, and they ended up buying two pictures from him, good, and one of them was on that documentary, and he got a credit, you know, for uh, yeah. ph photographers, and that documentary um, was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, it didn't win, but it was nominated that year for it was an, an Oscar. Amazing, it was an amazing. Well, documentary Tupac too. Resurrection. Yeah. Yep. Richard Roman, you look for him and photographers. Dope. Yep. So, you know, it all comes back around 360, right? Like, he enabled you to to build that... Uh... Oh, man, we still talk about those times, and he still is looking for the rest of those pictures. But, yeah, I, I, I shout out to that picture, because uh, if you look at that picture, and maybe you'll, your listeners will go check out the interview, um, we were lit. Look at our eyes. We were so... Our eyes are super red, and we had just smoked. Um, what were y'all smoking? Uh, just that fire, man. Back then, I mean, it was it was that yay yiggity yay area, that purple, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say even pre-purple when everyone was smoking that orange Kush. It yeah, was big orange Kush here in LA at, at yeah, that time. Yeah, it was. You know, but um, yeah, man, but it, it was, was purple. But it, I, I want to say we were smoking some purple by then. Ninety. This that picture was in '94. Probably that orange Kush, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think the purple hit in the late thing. in the late after late the '95 by '95. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when all those songs started getting made. The, them yeah area songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They're all area. talking about the, the, the purple, yeah. the perps. Yeah, by 95. That's why I love Yeah, them. man. I, 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 got I got a got ton of stories. Skills. But that, that Tupac one was fun. And um, when Tupac passed, um, man, that was just a crazy moment in time, man. It was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, because everything was just so right there. Everything was... Together, everything. I mean, Death Row was literally just four blocks from the beat at yeah. that time. You know, on on San Vicente and Wilshire Boulevard, Wilshire, yeah. right there. Yeah, LA was right fun there. at the time too when they was balling. Yeah, man. Before it got they too gangster. <laughs> before it got a little. It got too, wild for a while. Too right? wild. Yeah. I mean, L.A. has always had its moments. No, it always has. Uh, of of of. But violence. in the industry, in the industry, it got really but bad. But in the for, industry, for a it got real. And there was always moments where things got real and turned up. Um, cause I can remember many different moments. Um, the, the last time I think they had a hip hop show at the sports arena. We were there for that. And there was a big old shootout in the parking lot. And that was like, Oh, dirty bastard. Um, <laughs> Warren G ice cube. I, it was like a big old rap show. And that was like the last show they did at the sports arena, man. That was like a 90, 
Man, I want to say that was like in 95, probably. Some shit that was all over the news. Everybody complaining about it. Blaming yeah. it on hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got this real dope hip-hop story um, that you guys would actually love. And shout out to my homeboy, Lucky, because he just reminded me of this story the other day. So it was uh, has to do with alcoholics. You guys down with the licks? Yeah, of course. Shout out J-Row, E-Swib. Yeah, because I know they're family my, to, to Hayes peeps, Radio. Man. They are, yeah. And so, uh, and shout out to uh, E-Swib, J-Row. And Tash. And Ta no, I said... Uh, J-Row, Tash. Oh, yeah, my yeah, bad, man. Yeah. Tash. Catastrophe. <laughs> Rico. Tash, Tash, Rico got one of the best rap albums ever, ever dog. Ever, man. That, remember when that shit came out? Dog, still. That, I can't believe that his solo still career didn't just like, just like... I could still play I that could still album play beginning it. to end, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, shout out, Tash. My bad. But um, so this has to do with the uh, alcoholics and actually even Exhibit before he was Exhibit. You know what I'm this saying? This is before he was Exhibit, so when was, he was Exhibit from um, the Liquid Crew. This was shortly after New Year's and I want to say 1998. Okay. Okay, possibly around 98. Yeah, I want to say 1997, 98. So anyways, um, it was at the um, uh, Benny, uh, what's it called? in um, Up there on the hill, Universal City Walk, um, uh, City, uh, not House of Blues, but the other one. What is it? The jazz singer, the or the blues singer, the oh, blues BB singer. Kings. Oh, BB, BB Kings. Kings. My yeah, bad. Yeah, Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. Thank you very much. BB Kings. All right. So my homeboy Lucky just reminded me of the story because I be forgetting, but he reminded me that, and I remembered it thoroughly. So this is what happened, bro. It was um short days after New Year's Eve. So when we got there, and it was a, a party. The licks were performing. It was it was a um. I am for I, I, what it was for. It was something for the licks, though. It was something for them. And Loud Records was celebrating. And yeah. um, if you, back then, if you got a VIP invite, it was on the third level, VIP open bar. And they had um, champagne and open bar. So we got there early. I'm chilling with whoever I brought. And my homeboy Lucky obviously came with me. And uh, we we were, he said, we were lit. And I remember us being lit. And, um, you know, when they came into, when we came into the party, they had, um, they had party favors left over from New Year's. So, you know, those noisemaker things that yeah, go yeah, like yeah. this. So um, we, we had um, we had those, you know, we had grabbed some from the front. And like I said, it was days after New, uh, the New Year's, that New Year's party, whatever, at BB King's. So they had these leftovers. So anyways, we had them. So the party just started filling up and people were coming in and it just got packed and so by the time the licks started performing and come on man if you ever been to a lick show especially back then when the licks used to do big 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 shows yeah they used to wild out they used to that's throw right the, uh, you know the 40s and rap they used to rock drink stars 40s and yeah up, the mean, original back. rap rock stars. You, you would literally get get lit by i mean hit by the homies some, man um, i love some beer yeah. you know if you were at a licks uh, show especially if you were anywhere in the first 10 feet crew. of a licks that's right yeah straight up so they were doing their, their show bumping and um, we were up there and I mean we were on the third level and we were just having a blast cause I mean straight up to this day the Licks is still one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time me Shout too out for the sure Licks. So legends, man. we were just happy, excited, and I had one of them damn things, you know, and I was swinging it like, yeah, and it flew out of my hand, and it hit E-Swift, and E-Swift, he didn't know who threw it, He it just fucking flew out of my hand from the third balcony, and it hit E-Swift, and E-Swift spinning, and he grabs it, and he fucking chugs it back out to the crowd while other people had these things too and people just start throwing shit and oh, before shit. you do it it's going down at BB King's I mean it just it was the lick so it was like something you would expect at a licks party but not at BB King's they didn't do though as a matter of fact that was the last time BB King's ever did <laughs> a hip hop show ever you could look it up there's never been a hip hop show after January I want to say 98 or early wait, that wait, first wait. week so, so what you're saying is is that you incited a riot at BB King's at City Walk and, and no, not, other yes. no other hip hop group has ever been got able to perform, to perform there. there ever since and that show was completely accidental <laughs> totally accidental. Um, you know, I wasn't, I mean, obviously it steered up uh, everyone else to throw yeah. something too, but the licks were throwing shit, the crowd was throwing shit, the stuff was just being thrown everywhere, man. And it wasn't hitting us because we were on the third level. Yeah. We just were watching it go down all on the first and second level, you know? So yeah, man, that was a long time, 20 something years ago, but you know, that, that was a... Uh, a story that, like I told you, my uh, homeboy of mine that I'm still homeboy, you know, still my homeboy, he reminded me about, and I, we were busting <laughs> up because we, he remembered bro. it, how I remembered it, you know. 
drink until the little man fall off the horse on my polo jacket. <laughs> That's that shit, dog. I love the looks. I miss that yeah, shit, man. bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shows like that, man. I mean, and and that's one thing. Having been. Don't, having done this for such a long time, I have been fortunate to go to mad shows. And I think that was why I really got into this. Cause as a kid, like uh, one of my first shows was like an arm, you know, an R and B show. And I, I, I'll just never forget my first concert. Like I wanted to do it like forever. I wanted to go to like every concert that forever came, you know, and every concert I could ever go to. And I remember, um, even being a kid back when the Jacksons were going to be at Dodger stadium, like I wanted to go so, so bad. And it was like a miracle to get a ticket because it was already sold out and stuff. <laughs> I was just a kid. But, uh, but as a, um, a youngster, I did go to Prince's um, Purple Rain tour. Wow. And I just was like, oh my God. I, I, I just forever wanted to go to everything Prince and I did here at Glam Slam eventually. And I would just, all my time on radio, just every concert and every concert I could go to. I, I mean, every concert that we used to were be my involved spot. with. Glam Slam. I, oh my God. I was there. All the time, bro. Even before radio, I was fucking with Glam Slam. Like, I got a whole story about Glam Slam. But that was that was pre-radio. And then during radio, once it became Jamaica House, I mean, fuck, yeah. everybody was there. So that was, that was another big time in, at that moment, too, Jamaica House, because everyone performed there. Everyone from Tribe Called Quest to everybody. Biggie to every, Wu-Tang, everybody, everybody during that. Talk about Jamaica House a little bit for those that don't know. Where was where was Jamaica House at? Man, well, shout out to Howard Lynch and the whole crew um, that used to do Jamaica House. Jamaica House used to be somewhere on Sunset, I, I want to say, at the Roxbury first. I, they used to do it somewhere else on Sunset. And then by 95, 96, they, they just made it bigger. And they did this partnership with Nights Went Through the Beat. And it, it wasn't going to be commercial because it had always been underground, but the beat was starting to acknowledge underground by having the joint, shout out Mike Nardone and King M's, and then the Wake Up Show. Yeah. That's when uh, Sway and Tech had first came from KML to the beat mm -hmm. and started simulcasting the show. So <clears throat> they wanted to do Jamaica House still underground and the beat was you know kind of being mad commercial so it was kind of weird that they partnered up with the beat to but but I don't know it was it was weird but it was it worked and Jamaica House used to be like the underground spot and Glam Slam was is 333 South Boylston yeah. right there off of 2nd and downtown, downtown right there off the freeway mm -hmm. and um, you know if you ever been there there's the balcony up top yeah. you oversee everyone coming and the club used to hold 2,000 people <laughs> and uh, it was big and just packed and every Wednesday night to make a house was where you everyone had to be and it would be packed 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 and everyone would perform you know, this was back when the East Coast was visiting the West Coast for the first time. You yeah, know? it was a wonderful time, man. All Too those artists fun. were coming for the first time to L.A. to check out L.A. Yeah. and be a part of L.A. and perform yeah, yeah. in L.A. So, so that's that was what was happening, you know? And so we were seeing all these guys for the first time here on our turf performing, you know what I mean? A lot of cats. I mean, fuck. The beat, shout out to Bina. Shout out, like, all yeah. these cats that would come from the East Coast, you know? The goodie mob. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm glad, you know, that we have the best weed in the world. Yeah. Because that enticed all of them to come out here, too. They had a great yeah. time. They used I mean, to love We used to get them so high. Oh, Ooh, man. Yeah. You know, backstage, they get to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It really changed the perception with, the, with uh, how a lot of people felt about L.A., and people in LA, it was a fun time, man. Too, yeah. you know. I mean, it's that's also cool because, like you said, it was a time of radio, and so you didn't really, you didn't really put a picture. You had opinions of of what groups would look like, right. but they, outside like of MTV said. and before they really yeah. got on, you didn't know what to expect and who they were too as people. Exactly. You know, yeah. like um, I remember we became homies with the uh, the the cats from Next, uh -huh. and and that was like before their songs had blown up. You know, uh, too close. And yeah. The, 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 like the, uh, and I remember we had smoke with them, you know, and then, oh, even going back to Menace to Society, remember um, Menace to Society, the soundtrack was yeah, yeah. like a 
fucking, it's Huge, like bro. classy. So yeah. back then it was just like everyone was bumping it. And uh, Kenya Groove, mm-hmm. I remember that was the homie for a minute too, you know what I mean? And so that was another thing too, like getting to know certain artists because you're just doing business, you know, but they're hot and we're- You've seen their arc you know, of their career so too. You're, you're hand in hand, working hand in hand and, and blowing shit up, you know, like even Snoop going way back to his first years. Like, man, I look at pictures of when we all first met and we were all such kids. But everyone had a had a, a mission to do what they were doing at that time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? How do you feel that uh, you know, being a part of and experiencing firsthand like the golden era? How do you feel? Uh, you know, hip hop is now popular culture and now fuels all brands and everything. Everything is based off of hip hop culture, as far as I'm concerned. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It mm-hmm. is popular culture at this time. All yeah. pop culture is based in like in 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 hip hop. And at that time, like you said, like a show. Like at BB King, something happens and they completely cut off from it. So yeah. this is still a time where hip hop was being isolated, and if they got a shot and blew it, it was on the news and it was like a big deal, you know. Now obviously hip hop runs everything, and it is the fuel on Instagram. But how do you how do you feel about the just the the arc of the business itself, seeing it seeing it all from its inception to to where we're at today? Man, it's just crazy to see so many artists making some big, big bread off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if I could go back to <laughs> yeah. back to those early days and rearrange some of the business ideas and things that I would have been a part of differently, I'd have the most definitely changed a few things. You know what I'm saying? But um, it, it, it's just, it, it's great. It, for me, it works, you know, because um, I still work with brands that target that that. That, that, that demographic. That demographic yeah. and um, that constantly changing demographic and that growing demographic and the, the, the even the demographics that changed. But I, I always deal with brands that in some way connect with that. And I've always been one pushing the, the urban envelope, pushing the Latino envelope, you yeah. know, to say that, oh, these numbers exist. You better take, you know. So I was a part of all of that way, even early on when the station was becoming that um, way back when I was on radio doing that. So I, I, I've got to um, really you know, still involve myself in, in, yeah, you gotta keep in urban it. numbers, you know what I mean? I always feel like it's they working, matter, bro. you know, like I'm, nah, I'm a part of that. I mean, you should just do your own live radio show anyway, dog. I, I, I can't do it, man. You, Shout dog. out to you guys for doing this, man. Hello, man. It, it's, it's kind of, you it's know, kind it's of fun. A, it's kind, it, it's fun hanging with you guys and getting to know you, man. I just met you today. Dietrich, yeah. I, I, I got to get to know Dietrich more too, man, because Dietrich, every time you call me, man, like I, I, I feel some type of way, like I feel good, <laughs> you know what I mean, man? Good looking out. But, um, I, it's just still being involved with it, man, is, is still something. Like, it's still cool, you know? And um, I, I still get to go to certain events and things. I mean, and, and unfortunately, this last year, there's been the pandemic. But um, because I had such a good run in radio in the 90s era, when the 90s concerts started happening in 2017, they started becoming really big. Shout out Bobby D Presents. Um, Bobby D was doing some big 90s shows, and he asked me to come host. Yeah. Uh, first, I did the micro center. That was 7,700 7, people because it was sold out. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this again. It was like many years later, this sold out show, but I did it. And, and I, I, he, you know, he paid me and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all good. And then, and then I was like, I hadn't heard from him. And then I ended up seeing him at a concert backstage like six months later. And he's like, hey, man, I'm doing the summer jam. Um, this was uh, August 2017, but I had seen him in June, and he was like, I want you to host whatever, uh, there are two sold-out shows, which one do you want to do? And uh, Faith Evans was on one of the shows, oh, and that's, that's my homegirl to this day, so it was all these, uh, a lot of 90s acts and big acts, too, yeah. you know? It was at the Queen Mary, and it was like, that's dude, it was a sold-out show, it was like 16,000 people, it was big. Yep. So I was like, yeah. I'll do the I'll do the day that Faith is gonna perform because um, it was a big show. I mean, it was a ton of artists, man. Keith Sweat. I mean, it, it was big. Yep. It was a lot of. Artists. I remember that. Brandy. Um, I mean, that's a that's our my generation. That's gonna be our oldies at some point. You know yeah, yeah I mean? exactly. I mean, that's so, the way it goes. Uh, yeah, so I did it, man. And uh, uh, I I told him after that I was like, I think I'm good. Like I can't do it no more. Like it was good, and 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 I I don't think I could do it anymore. It's it, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of energy. Just want to be behind the. Yeah, yeah. I think I just like chilling behind, behind the, the marketing scene. and yeah, helping helping push things. You had all that youth. You had yeah. that youth back then, so it was like fun to do you know yeah, and I, and 
I don't know, man. Like now, I feel like my voice is like look at we're smoking, so my voice gets a little more raspier, you know. So when I'm <laughs> no, at a show, good. you sound good on the on the on the recording right now, though. When I'm at a show, um, oh man, like I gotta fucking take honey and tea, and then it's like tea makes me take piss, you know. It's like yeah. all these like like just to get up there, it's like a whole bunch, man. Like, I gotta <laughs> do all this shit just to talk on the mic. But because uh, I want to smoke and kick it, you know what I mean, yeah. backstage and just kind of be at the show. But then I got to go talk. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Maybe, I don't know. Shout out Bobby D, man. Whatever you want me to do, <laughs> Bobby D, we're with it. <laughs> nah, he just hit me the other day. And, and I know with the pandemic, it really slowed a lot of concerts and shows Everything. down that heavy. Yeah, they're but, talking um, about it, like another another year probably. At least until the end of this year. But it, it's going to change, man. And things are already looking like it could. So... Yeah, the numbers are getting better in California. We've been seeing every day, and and uh, I think they just opened. I heard today they opened like five more counties for indoor dining and movie Man, theaters. Com coming here and just seeing all these people in the shopping centers it tripped me out because it was a lot of people. Um, where over here? Like in the shopping center, you know, like uh, uh, on Ventura Boulevard. Yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. These shopping centers full of people and stuff. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely a. You it's know, like, this part of town like, has been kind of moving around the whole time a little bit. I feel like. Yeah. Um, everything's kind of been shut down, but like, you know, people are out. And I feel like in the last couple of months, people have been tired of being in the house. So they've just been out and about everywhere for whatever reason, just to get out of the Restless. house. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people really stayed in, man. They really were about that quarantine life, you know, and for a I, long time. I, I, um, I live at the beach, so it's easy for me to stay in too, but I, I didn't want to stop my life. So if I needed to get somewhere, go see somebody, then I would do that, you know, and just be safe. You know, so I didn't stop my life. I guess ultimately I just was trying to tell everybody, don't stop your life. Like, let life move, you know, don't let this stop your life. Like, well, yeah, because there's been a lot of depression and issues due to this, yeah. This, uh, you know, I'm sure domestic violence has been up. People are stuck in the house together and it's, it's just been a terrible thing. Yeah. But you yeah. got to get out. You got to get out and live a little bit, too. I've been working the whole time, so yeah. it hasn't felt as bad for me because I've been out every day. Right. Obviously, like. I pretty much work by myself and I'm I'm just in a car and come back and whatever, you know? Yeah, that's what's up. But uh, it's helped to be out, you know what I mean? Or be active. I couldn't imagine yeah. being uh, stuck. Cooped stuck. up for all these months. I yeah, couldn't. I mean, it's unhealthy as far as I'm concerned. It is. You know, you're getting no sunlight, no exercise, not moving around. Um, and you're, uh, you know, you're not staying active. That's not sound advice from your doctor as far as i'm concerned i understand that we got to stop the spread and hey man i am so sore right now on monday uh i was telling about og rome right shout out home my homeboy og rome but og rome he's been working out he's been on the 16 week workout so i joined him on 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 monday we started i i joined in you know we did it. it's a 30 minute workout and then we run on the beach all the way uh it's like a half mile to the redondo wall on the sand all the way to the hermosa pier and back and um Oh man, I'm feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling it days later. But yeah, it was a, it's it's staying healthy, and you know I needed to get out and do it. You know, it's been so cold. Uh, this week has been warm, but LA has been really cold this winter. And um, I'm 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 someone that is hard to get out in the cold. Man, I don't like cold weather. <laughs> I can't live on the East Coast at all. Well, I you take see, it. You don't go snowboarding or nothing. Nope, nope. Yeah, nope. I don't. I don't really have no no nope. no reason to go to the you snow. Nope. No, I don't surf, but I'd be on the beach all oh, day, man, you know? Okay. I like riding my bike. I like riding a bike, cruising on the Strand, you know, all the way from... There's two ways to go all the way to Pacific Palisade side, or you can go all the way through Manhattan, yeah. El Segundo, and um, there's this breakfast spot um, right there in... Um, man, what's that beach called? Uh, Hermosa? No, what's that beach called? Uh, Doc Waller. Oh, okay. Doc Waller. <clears throat> yeah, they got a um, little cafe that you could eat out there. And, you know, it's right down the ocean and stuff. So it's pretty dope. Yeah. Doc Waller Beach. Shouts to the West Coast. West Coast. Yeah. The beautiful scenery. So so what, 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 what strain you like to smoke right now? Me? I don't, man, you know what? Um, so... <clears throat> I don't like going to those shops where you got to pay all the tax and everything, but I do like that they they come legit. You know what I mean? So every yeah, now yeah. and then I'll go to one of those shops. 
But the shop I go to, it's in Gardena. I don't even know the name of it. It's one of them <laughs> trap shops. And, I mean, it's legit and they got in the fire sense weed, that, but they got fire weed. And it's so fresh. I, and it's it. fresh. And every day they always yeah. got new. Uh, they're always full. They're, like, their shit ain't never empty. Like, they always got... And then they always got happy hours. So if you go there during this time during the day or this time during <laughs> the day, you get a discount. And That's I right. love that shit. Shouts yeah. to the trap, dog. Yeah, man. So hey, I've been going got, there. They got real fire weed, and you can see it. Oh, you could see it. You can't. Um, they don't let you sniff it, and you can't touch it. So you just gotta. They put it under the light, and a lot of times that's all I usually need. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't really need to smell it as much anymore either. Like honestly, I I I, 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 weed, I, I like to see weed. good weed. Yeah, I, I guess I see more good weed see. versus smell good weed. You know what I mean? But then again, sometimes you smell it, and it's like that. That I don't know. Sometimes it's. That shit they put in it, I don't know, but but going back, so when I go to this shop, I'm just like, um, I just always look at the top shop indica, you know. And yeah. Then, so I don't ever. There's never a certain strain. It's oh, like, okay. I always, you know, they don't write it on there, but if you tell them to write it on there, they'll write it on there. So a lot of times I'll forget, but then when I tell them to write it on there, because it's like if I end up liking it, then I'll try to go back there. But they always, you know, are they always have new strains coming in, so you can't always go back thinking they might have that same. Yeah, it'll be gone. One. It'll be gone. And yeah. it's never the same i mean I'm, I'm a cultivator so you know even when you're running the same program or the same brand over and over it's a it's a it's you know it's cultivation it's never we haven't quite perfected the you know the long-term like uh uniformity of it you know what i mean everything varies because you don't know what's gonna hit like a well, record right I mean, it could be anything, bro. It could be my power goes out for a few days or some dude drunk hit a fucking light pole and had something <laughs> over here. Like, right. there's so many variables to, right. like, the weather changed all of a sudden and everything is off in the room, so it's a little bit different. Like, you can't, you can't, like, you can't really get uniformity in this because it's such a, like, a craft thing, you know what I mean? Something's always going to be a little bit off and a little bit different, and you're right. going to get something a little bit different than the time before. It'll right, be similar right. but different. Yeah, but I love when I get something real good. I'm like, oh, this is so good. You know, this, yeah. this feels so We're good. We're definitely in a great state as far as cannabis consumers. Yes, yes. Because yes. there's just so much knowledge and yes. things that we're learning about the plant now that we didn't know before. Every day is some new shit. You know, being able to have traveled so many places and having, I've been like 37, I was in 37 states in like 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. um, having worked for that this one brand and going all these different places and states and meeting all these different weed smokers, you know, and being How in cool places, is that? being in places where, and, and we had people this People are sitting in prison band. for a long ass time. Right. Behind, and, uh, behind weed. Well, I wasn't thinking that route. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but like that you're in exist. places like that, that, uh, yeah, that they I, don't get to act like we do in California. Yeah, 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 no doubt. But we were in places like, uh, Lansing, Michigan, mm -hmm. and they smoked some fire with us and we're like you guys got this out here whereas we were in detroit and it was just whack you know <laughs> they, they had bootsy weed but and then flint michigan was just horrible and but yeah that was that was cool i think we're yeah. wrapping it up now all right, um all right. anything you want to plug promote Man. Instagram, social, how can we find you? How can you help our brand? You know what, man? Just shout out to Business. you guys for, um, you know, having guests on the show that can just Thanks holler, for that legendary story, dude. Yeah, that's that's no fucking doubt. sick. No doubt. It's not no every doubt. day you get to yeah, talk you to coming back, though. interview Pac. Yeah, you know, you if anything, back. just go check out that interview. It's uh, Tupac interviewed by P-Funk from 920 The Beat. That's it. That's Keep how that you can find it. Yeah, just go peep that out and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll find me where you find me and I'll be where I be. That's right. I'll be right here with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we out. Peace out. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.